Welcome back to the Travelling Music Therapist podcast. This is episode 9 and I am back in Melbourne for the National Music Therapy Conference held by the Australian Music Therapy Association. And we've had some wonderful um, international keynote speakers over the last two days, as we do every year. It's great to come to conference um, and gain all these wonderful new insights and just recharge those batteries before we go back out into our practice. Today on the podcast, we have the wonderful Dr. Grace Thompson, who of course is the president of the Australian Music Therapy Association. We're very lucky that she has graciously taken the time out of afternoon tea to talk to us today. I do have to apologize in advance though for the background noise. There's just an exciting buzz in the background as people have stopped to chat and network during afternoon tea. Um, So I I hope it's not too distracting and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Right, so welcome back to our podcast. Right now we're in day two of the conference. Um, in Melbourne, and I'm here with Grace Thompson, Dr. Grace Thompson, <laughs> is, uh, your official title, and she's, of course, the president of the Australian Music Therapy Association. Thanks so much, Grace, for you, having a chat to me. You <laughs> are very welcome. <laughs> so I'm really excited to talk to you about this new PR campaign, mm. which I have been um, so humbled by, just, you know, just being a part of. Um, so, Grace, do you want to just explain, I guess, to our listeners what's been happening? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Australian Music Therapy Association represents all of our registered music therapists uh, across the country, and you know we are a small profession. Mm -hmm. And what we really wanted to do was to help make people aware that our profession exists, and uh, to help people understand that there actually is such a thing Mm -hmm. as a qualified music therapist. Yes. Um, Yeah. So this um, campaign, we've got six videos coming out. Um, and they're all animated by my friend Adele Ali um, um, from Pyrovision. I'm so excited that he's got this extra business <laughs> um, through the AMTA and I guess through me as well. So uh, I asked him to um, create a short video for me earlier this year, uh, which was funded by Kickstarter, uh, which actually um, Jason Kenner and Imogen, uh, oh goodness. What's her last name? Clark. Ah, Imogen Clark, yes. (laughs) Imogen Clark, um, they put money towards as well to make it all happen. Um, And so this is just a little animation illustrating how an RMT might work with a small child with um, the symptoms that are described. And so what we wanted to really emphasise in this video was at the very end, we asked the question, who was this person? And it was a registered music therapist. And I guess I have a goal as well for registered music therapist or RMT to be like a household name, yes. a household profession that people know. Exactly. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's the challenge because, mm. you know, lots of people understand that music is good for them. Lots mm. of people use music in their everyday life to try and, you know, shift their mood or um, help them sleep at night or yep. help them get into a, a, an energetic mood. People understand that music is good for them, mm. but they might not understand really what a registered music therapist can do for them. Yeah. And that's really uh, the whole point of our campaign. Mm, definitely. And to highlight that uh, RMTs change lives, yes. 
uh, because the way we work with music is really transformative and brings something very different to people mm-hmm. that perhaps other therapists uh, don't achieve. Yeah, definitely. So I was wondering, Grace, if you could maybe share with us maybe one memorable music therapy moment that you've had in the past. I'm sure you've had, you know, a billion of these <laughs> stories um, that just comes to mind. Something that really yeah. makes you feel, you know, this is why I'm doing my job. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I work with children who have got uh, who have got really complex needs, um, and I tend to be to to see children for whom engaging socially with others is really, really hard work. So these are the children that come to me typically. So the moments for these children are, it's so amazing um, to know that this child has had so much difficulty interacting with someone and by getting my guitar out, singing a song, playing music together, they actually want to come and interact with me yes and so it's a really small thing but actually what we know about that now from a developmental perspective is how important that is because if a child won't engage with you then really there's nothing else you can do yeah definitely so for me it's about the engagement and the relationship and so I love I I know the moment now because I can see it in the child's eye I can see that moment when they get it, mm-hmm. uh, that they're playing with me or that I've copied them or yeah. that they've changed the way I play. Yeah. I, I can actually see that moment in, mm. with a look in their eye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. What has been the highlight of conference for you so far? Ooh. <laughs> I know we've got a few more hours left. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, apart from just having so many registered music therapists in the one place and Mm. catching up with everybody's news and hearing about the amazing breadth of work that we do, I always find that incredibly inspiring. Um, I I think uh, a highlight for me is when we invite people into our conference and hearing the Mullum Mullum Choir today and, and being reminded about really how important music is in people's lives that might sound strange as a music therapist (laughs) but but actually to see the joy um and not be the one who's taking responsibility for that in the session i just love it Mm, and people were so joyful and it said so much about them the way they played their music said so much about who they were as people Mm -hmm. and that's what then keeps me going Mm -hmm. i think in my sessions yeah so our keynote speaker yesterday randy rollshaw Rolls your. I'm fully just butchering her last name. Sorry, Randy. It's Um, tricky. (laughs) It is tricky. Um, But I love what she said at her end, at the end of her presentation about um, being humans and let's make music. What was it that she said? It was just like a short. Yeah, be human. Be human and make music. Was that it? Yeah. 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 I just love that. Yeah. What she was speaking about with that relationship and having that equal relationship with our clients. It just resonates so much with me and, and my work that I do. Yes. And I think maybe that's why music therapy, um, I mean, that's what she was discussing, but that's why music therapy can be so beneficial in those settings like mental health or disability or wherever, because we really do try and um, make that musical space an equal space. Yeah. Yeah. 
and um, we're very lucky to be able to have that kind of relationship but still maintain a professionalism about what we do. Yes, that's right. Mm. It's this sort of strange thing where, um, you know, we are a therapist, right? So we've been, we've got a qualification, we've been trained in therapy skills, mm -hmm. but we are a different type of therapist yeah. and that's what the people that we work with, our clients, to mm -hmm. use a therapy word, yeah. um, but what our clients say is that it doesn't feel like therapy to them. Yeah. And that's a really important thing. And so it's I don't that doesn't mean that we're like being deceptive about what we do. There's something about the way we make music together and the relationship that we create that feels just more like two people interacting than a therapist like doing something yeah. to them. Yeah. And to me, that's what I understood that mm. Randy was saying. It's yeah. like, be, be a person mm -hmm. and make music together, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's yeah. what I always try and tell people when I explain to them what music therapy is. It's more about the interaction that you have with the person, not those musical goals. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. really not about what it might sound like. It's really not that. It's just about what you can get out of that interaction, which is just so, um, it's so easy to have such a natural way of engaging with people through music. Mm. Yes, and I think that's what music therapists do. Um, that's what that's what our training gives us in a sense because we really are interested in those properties of music uh, that that really prioritize interaction and relationship mm -hmm. rather than musical excellence mm -hmm. or uh, creating you know a certain acceptable sound mm -hmm. uh, music therapists are actually not often interested in that yeah. we, we want people to just make the music they want to make and enjoy making it yeah. and we believe that through that there's a connection mm -hmm. that happens yeah. when you share something with another person yeah. That's pretty transformative, mm. particularly for the types of people that we often work with who have complex or chronic health conditions. Mm -hmm. So while other people who, who don't have those challenges might be able to have those shared moments yeah. with other people in lots of different forms, mm -hmm. the people who come and see music therapists, this might be one of the only opportunities that they have to really feel that closeness to mm -hmm. someone and yeah. a shared a shared interaction and even an equality in the relationship. Yeah. It's, it's very special. It is, mm. definitely. I just had one more thing that I wanted to ask you. Okay. Um, so, I know with this PR campaign we're really pushing for lots and lots of people to find out about music yes. therapy and actually not just find out but understand yes. what we do. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. So, I was wanting to ask you, this is just something I love asking people because I'm just so curious about it, but how did you find out about music therapy? How did you come to decide that this is what you wanted to do? <laughs> well, you know, there's two different stories of this in my family. <laughs> okay. It's very, very strange. So I'll, there's my memory of how this happened and there's my mother's memory of how this happened, right? Okay, yeah. So you might want to trust my mother more than me. Mothers mm -hmm. tend to know mm -hmm. <laughs> these things. Yeah. My version of it yeah. is that I didn't really know what I wanted to do mm -hmm. and I had a mixture of interest in science and music. Yeah. And I got into the Conservatorium of Music at mm -hmm. Melbourne University yeah. and, it, and when I auditioned for that, the person who auditioned me mm -hmm. said to me, you would make a very good music therapist. Wow. 
And I didn't really know what he, what he meant by that. <laughs> the lovely Graham Bartle said that yeah. to me. Um, but being 18 at the time, <laughs> I just remember going, okay, <laughs> and going with that. Yeah. Um, but my mother remembers it differently. Mm-hmm. She says that I met someone at high school and in year 10 at a careers thing. Yeah. Yeah. She said, oh, no, somebody came to speak to you at your school. Don't you remember? And you were really impressed. But to be honest with you, I have no memory of that. <laughs> That's so funny. So uh, yeah. one of those stories is probably accurate. Yeah, is how you found. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah, so you, you went on to do your music degree and then you then looked into music therapy? Well, look, I, I was qualified in 1993. Mm-hmm. And so at that stage, um, it was a bachelor level degree. Now, of course, it's a master's level degree. But at the bachelor level, it was a four-year bachelor. We did this, we, all of us in the Bachelor of Music did the same first and second year oh, and see. then we specialised okay. after that. And the last two years, yep. you know, you could specialise in performance, teaching, yep. uh, business, music business and yep. therapy was the other one. Wow. Yeah. That's a great way actually yeah. to, um, to do all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was telling you, Grace, um, that there's a few universities that, that are very, very keen over in WA to, you know, possibly get something started. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see how, I guess, our profession has evolved, but yeah. also how those training courses has had to evolve with the yes. profession. Yeah, of mm. course. Yeah, no, but that's funny that you say that your mum has a different story. <laughs> Because most people that I've spoken to, and I ask this on my podcast, say that it was their mum that introduced them yes. to music therapy. And really? Yeah. So um, that's extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. Most most people's mums had a very big part in the decision of becoming a music therapist. Wow. Maybe hmm. we should be sending this PR campaign out to mums. <laughs> out to mums. Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Yeah, and mums love Facebook. I don't they know. They do. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Mamma Mia? Maybe Mamma Mia would be yeah. someone to approach for a story. I don't know. Yeah. So it would be, um, yeah, I'm just finding that's like a common theme <laughs> that's coming okay. out in my little sort of field research, yeah. <laughs> I guess you can call yeah. my podcast. Anyways, yeah. thank you so much for chatting during our afternoon tea break as well. I know you've been my flat pleasure. out and this is like the only time you've got off, but thank you <laughs> so much. My absolute pleasure. And, um, <laughs> you know, we, we want to acknowledge your part in our campaign oh, and inspiring you. us with your amazingly I think really brave and creative step to <laughs> to really try and communicate and maybe mm. that was about what you were experiencing in WA yeah. that led there's definitely yeah. a lot of frustration around yeah. people sort of knowing what music therapy is but just thinking that anyone could do it yeah but you do need to sort of go through that training yeah. um, process and it, there were so many things that I learned I remember when I first started um, the course at Melbourne um, my now husband's grandfather passed away due to dementia and I just remember thinking in that first term or first semester like I should have just gone in like you know with my guitar and just sang to him but I did have that sort of guilt huh. with me yeah right about you know if I had done something then maybe I could have changed that relationship you know towards yes. the end of his life but then now I realize there oh. are healthy and unhealthy uses yeah. of music and yeah. I had to get through the whole course to really come to that realization that no yeah. no it's okay that I didn't mm, yeah. and that's something that I've realized myself so that's what I want to put out there yeah that 
there is a reason why we're yeah. accredited and we're regulated. And yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I think there was something about that and maybe the challenges that you found in mm. WA yeah. that gave you this idea to create it in this way mm -hmm. that actually then we saw as, as AMTA as a whole association that could work with the general public. Yes. And perhaps in a state, well, I'm coming from Victoria, where we've got a healthier population of RMTs, as in larger numbers of mm -hmm. RMTs, yep. Um, that we couldn't see mm. and that you helped us to see what we needed to do yeah. to reach out to the general public so oh. thank you no you're welcome but yeah the whole process for me like literally one night I had an idea mm. and I wrote out the script and sent it to my friend who I knew was doing a bit of animating work and said you know how much would this cost yeah and then the next day I made the Kickstarter account yeah. and just sent it out to my friends and said can somebody help fund this project because I really want to do this yeah so once I made the Kickstarter project it got funded in three days and then I just thought wow like I need to just you know just keep up this momentum and just do it yeah so, mm. amazing we're glad you did thank you <laughs> thank you anyways thank you my pleasure Let's enjoy the rest of the conference thanks Yuki Yay. bye bye <laughs> please don't turn off the podcast I just wanted to add in some information about where you can actually find those videos that we were talking about if you're on Facebook please go like the page RMT's change lives and that's our page dedicated to the PR campaign. So the videos will be released on there over the next couple of weeks. And these animated videos um, just illustrate how RMTs work in a variety of settings. And they're going to be paired with an interview with a highly experienced registered music therapist from Australia. And um, these people have either worked in this field or have done extensive research within this population. So please go have a look. Um, and also, uh, if you wanted to access those videos directly, you can go to YouTube and search up the Australian Music Therapy Association channel. And you can find them there directly. Um, if you're a registered music therapist, obviously these are going to be a great online resource for you to be able to share and, um, you know, just let people know what it is that we actually do without having to worry about ethics and, um, you know, all the, all the tricky things that usually come with videos and that kind of thing. Um, but if you're just interested in music therapy, please go have a look because they're designed so that you can actually understand what might go on um, in a music therapy session or what kind of populations it is that we actually work with. And if you're not from Australia, these are still very, very relevant. Um, if you're a music therapist from a different country, these, even if you're not called RMTs, if you're called something else like MTBC, then um, you're going to be able to use these videos as a platform to get those conversations started about accreditations and having properly trained professionals working um, with music with people with complex needs. Uh, so if you had any questions for me you can always find me on Facebook um, just search Music Therapy Now and I'm on Twitter at MTNow underscore Yuki and I've got my YouTube channel as well uh, which hasn't been updated in quite some time I do plan to revisit that though but you can find a few things on there um, with the original Timmy animation which all of these wonderful um, PR videos were based on so please go have a look and thank you for listening.